So if you got your Bibles, let's just get right into it today. I want to I start with John chapter 19, and we're going to look at a little bit of Scripture. But I want to talk a little bit about, can you believe this? We're going to actually talk a little bit about a mother today, a mother today. And I know we've got many mothers in the house, but um, I want to share with you a little bit of, that I wrote up and got a hold of about a mother. I did a little bit of research, and sometimes we can define the word mother, and it can mean a lot of different things, many different things. Um, but I want to I give you some things that I really believe that are important. That are, Number one, a biblical stance of kind of where some things are as far as with a mother. The female parent of a household. Did you know that in the Hebrew family, the mother occupied the higher position that even enjoyed by women in other nations? When the Hebrew people were looked at, they were looked upon as mothers, and it was an honor for them to be able to bear children. And we know that you can look through Scripture and you can see some mothers that hadn't bore children yet and, and they felt like they were even a second-class citizen. I'm here to tell you that, that praise God for the blood of Jesus Christ and the cross of Calvary that if you haven't bore a child yet doesn't make you a second-rate citizen. Can I get an amen? So, you know, but the Hebrew nation began to look on that and they looked on mothers that way and it was a, a place of, of honor. It was a place of, of respect. The mother's duties were primarily the domestic, but she was held in high regard by her family and Hebrew society. Our society has been shifting. Our society has been changing. But how many know we're going to begin to shift and change that back to give honor where honor is due? And we honor the mothers here today. We honor you ladies here today that are mothers. The concept of mother was sometimes used in, in other more figurative ways. Listen to this. Nations were sometimes thought of as mothers. The prophet Ezekiel used mother as a metaphor for Israel. After being nurtured and cared for by their mother, the princes of Israel, uh, they brought shame upon her by their idolatrous practices. Ezekiel 19, you can find that. Jeremiah used the concept of Israel as a mother to personify the nation's sin. Jeremiah 50, I think it's verses 12 and, and 13. While Hosea made it a continuing theme of his prophecies, talked about mothers. The word mother was sometimes described as a large or an important city. We got any mothers in here today? A larger important city. Those were those were the mothers. The city of Abel and Beth Makkah was was uh, was called a mother in Israel in Second Samuel verse twenty. 2 Samuel chapter 20, verse 19. A city was also a mother in the terms of its influence. Mothers have influence, don't they? Yeah, they definitely do. Babylon was called the mother of harlots and the abominations of the earth in Revelation 17.5. The figurative meaning of mother was also included ancestry. Eve was the mother of the living in Genesis chapter 3, verse 20. God blessed Sarah by declaring that she shall be the mother of nations. We talk about Father Abraham and many sons, but it was without, without Sarah, Father Abraham wouldn't have the many sons. Come on, somebody. Genesis chapter 17. Rebecca, you remember Rebecca? She was also blessed to be the mother of thousands and ten thousands. The love and the nurture of God. Sometimes compared to love as a caring mother, and it gives us like a newborn child. And I know we've got some newborn children in here. 
today and, and new mothers in here. And, and it's exciting to know that the mothers have love and nurture. I, some of you may have had a, a close relationship with your biological mother. If not, I also want to bless and honor today spiritual mothers. Because spiritual mothers are just as important as natural biological mothers. Now, some of you here, I know that in the past when we've talked a little bit about Mother's Day, some of you kind of go back to where maybe if your mother is already, you know, passed on, it, it can be a difficult day for you. But we don't want it to be a difficult day for you in that regard. We want you to know that we honor and respect you, respect your mothers, even those like mine that may have already gone on. So let it not be a sad day, but let it be an honor, a day of honor. Let it be a day of respecting, even those of us that our mothers may have already, already gone on. So we honor and respect the mothers here today. Paul referred to new Christians as what? Babes in Christ, didn't he? Yeah, 1 Corinthians chapter 3. And he was implying a connection to Jesus and God as well as the father. So it's not just about fathers, it's also about mothers. And mothers are loving, mothers are nurturing. So I want to want to take a look at some scriptures today if it's all right. We're going to take a look at mud, the mother in the family or the love of the mother in John chapter 19. We know I want to bring you up to date here. We know that that Mary was there and she was a loving mother. She was there and she was watched Jesus go to the cross. She watched all that was taking place. She watched him give his life. In verse 26, it says, when Jesus saw his mother, when he was on that crucifixion, that cross, when that was taking place, he looked down and he, and he saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby. And he said to his mother, woman, behold your son. And then he said to the disciple, behold your mother. And from that moment on, from that time on, Jesus was transferring the honor, the love, the respect. He was transferring that to one of the disciples. Anybody know who that disciple was? It was John because it talks about the one that Jesus loved. Peter, was, I think, was a little jealous because he was thinking, hey, John's the one that, that, that Jesus loves or Jesus put his head back on, I mean, John put his head back on Jesus' chest at the, um, at the, at the supper and... Um, he was placing this honor. He was placing this respect. See, taking care of a mother is not dishonor and is not disrespect. In fact, it's just the other way around. He was now being transferred the authority to say, Mom, this is your son. And, oh, by the way, brother, this is, this is your mother. And he was talking to John about that. So we want to take a look at some things this morning. Turn with me to, um, oh, let's go to... I think it's 1 Timothy, 1 Timothy. And we want to take a look at the, a faithful mother. Not only do we see the love of a mother, the love of a son that says, I love you so much. Not, a, not only did I go to the cross, Jesus said, to a, you know, he went to the cross for us, but it also included his mother. And he honored and respected his mother. But I want to talk a little bit about a faithful mother because a lot of times we, mothers are faithful. Mothers have love. Say love. I mean, there is some love that flows out of the mothers. I mean, the fathers, can we get right down to it today? Sometimes a child can fall and the father said, oh, suck it up, get up, you can do it. And the mother's like, oh, come here, baby, come here, sweetie. I mean, there's, there's just a difference between 
the mothers and the fathers. Not that the fathers can't be nurturing and, and aren't always nurturing, but there's just a, something that's in that God has placed within the DNA of that mother to be able to love and to honor and to cherish. And how many of you think sometimes, see, I was the youngest of five. So the, the family, I never lacked any love. Hello? I never lacked any of that love because I didn't think that she was using it all up on my older sisters or older brother because there is an abundant amount of love that not only continues with God but especially a woman of God uh, that, that there, she just has the love for her children. So whether they've got 19 kids and counting, there is a love that flows from a mother. Turn to your neighbor and say, your mother loves you. Because we all had to have a mother, didn't we? We all definitely had to have a mother. Second Timothy. Okay, chapter 1. I'm going to read just 1 through 5. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, according to the promise of life in Christ Jesus, to Timothy, my beloved son, grace and mercy and peace from God the Father of Christ Jesus our Lord. I thank God whom I serve with a clear conscience the way my forefathers did as I constantly remember you in my prayers day and night, longing to see you even as I recall your tears so that I may be filled with joy. In verse 5, Paul is, is talking to his son. We believe it's a spiritual son that he's talking to here. Then, and he's saying, you know, I, re, I long to see even as I recall your tears that I may be filled with joy. And verse 5 says, for I am mindful of the sincere faith within you. Now he goes back to a lineage of where that sincere faith came from. And it first dwelt in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice. And I am sure that it is in you as well. There is a faithfulness of this generational blessing that can be passed down. Now, I, I wish I could tell you that I came from a long line of believers, but to be honest with you, I think we had to start as a believer because I don't know if many other in my family that were believers in the Lord. My mother, before she went to be in heaven, and I know because Shelly actually led her to the Lord. I want to praise God for that. Thank you, honey. She led her to the Lord and there was some reconciliation and there was some things that was done because she had the love of a mother and she loved my mother that much that she, she wanted to be able to make sure that her eternity was secure in heaven. Amen? So we see this with Paul. We see what he was doing and he said, I remember not only your mother but your, your grandmother. And then your mother Eunice, so it was passed down generationally. There was that faithfulness that was passed down generationally. So not only do we see the love of a mother that's there, but also we can see the faithfulness. Say faithfulness. We can see the faithfulness of the mother passed down generationally. What better thing to be able to have than to pass that down generationally? I mean, you might, you, you could be a bazillionaire and pass down financial wealth or security generationally, but how many of you know when you pass down a godly heritage, a godly lineage, then when you pass that down, that is going to last longer than any amount of money can ever last. Can I get an amen? That's that mother. I want to take just a minute this morning, right now. I just really believe 
that I know Shelly asked the mothers to stand, but I'm going to ask the mothers to stand, please. If you're a biological mother, if you're a spiritual mother, we're just going to ask you to stand just a moment. When Paul was talking about that generational thing that was being passed down from the grandmother to the mother, and a lot of times when you're a mother, you don't think about being a grandmother or a great-grandmother or a great-great-great-grandmother. And I know that today that a lot of you may not have been able to see that, but before we started church this morning, there was a picture that was taking place up front, and it was a five-generational picture. And there was a godly heritage being passed down. And I want to honor all of you mothers today. I, I, I truly believe that as the Lord continues to move in your life, that you will continue to not only nurture and cherish those that are around you. And some of you might think, well, you know what? I, I might be a biological mother, but you know my children are far off. But I want you to know that there's children close by you. And there's spiritual children that are around. And that they need a mother. Mothers don't ever draw back. But I'm asking you mothers as a family to come forward. I'm asking you mothers to step up because you can, you can do something much greater than I or any of the guys can do in this church. Not only in this church, but in this city. And if you'll be that mother that God's called you to be. I'd like to pronounce a blessing over your life this morning for you ladies. Will you receive that? Just either lift your hands up or hold your hands out. And Father, I thank you for these wonderful women of God, these daughters of you, Dad, that we honor them today. We honor their lives for you. No matter whether they've been serving you for 10 minutes or 10 years or even some like Gigi for 80-some years, that we honor and bless these women today. We thank you for them. We too look upon them with great respect, admiration, and honor today. We ask you to bless them, rich, full love that flows from them, and just have, let them have that encounter of the times where they feel even unloved to let them know that they are loved. And we love and honor these mothers today in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you, ladies. You can be seated. Come on, guys. Let's give them a hand. Hallelujah. We thank you for those mothers that are there. Okay, moms are, moms are important. Say, moms are important. Moms are very, very important. So we, we see the love of a mother. We can go back through and you can see time and time again, biblically, how the love of the mother can come forth. Not only the love of the mother, but you can see a faithful mother. And I began to think about the mother that was in the family. And I began to think about that they were to bear and nurture children. To bear and nurture children, whether it's biologically or spiritually. And we can get to the place where, oh, you know, I've raised my kids. I'm good with raising my kids. I'm, I'm now I'm going to raise my grandkids or help raise my grandkids. But that's bearing and nurturing. See, that is something that is truly deep within the mother. How many of you know that one of the other thing that is truly deep that we as a nation and as a, as a society needs to continue to honor the mother? In the Hebrew nation, mothers were actually coveted. 
if she had, um, if she had a child and they didn't have a child, they thought they were less than, than the ones that did have a child. You can see that time and time again. But we're in a different, we're in a different culture. We honor the mothers. Mothers are come brought to a place, you know, right where God wants them to be. When Jesus came in, he broke down the barriers that mothers were anything less. He broke down the barriers that women were anything, anything less. But in the Hebrew culture, in the Hebrew nation, if you didn't have a child, then they did look upon you. And other nations, they said, you know, we're the Hebrew clan, we're the, we're the Hebrew children, and we have, we have children, and if they didn't have children, they looked upon other people and other nations, and they, they actually looked upon them as something less. But you're not anything less today, whether you have biological children or spiritual children. So we see about a faithful mother, and there was, there was not only honor, but there was all, they were also held in high regard. Say high regard. They were highly esteemed. And ladies, we highly esteem you today. Maybe you don't get that at, at where you're at. Maybe you don't get that at home. Maybe you don't get that out of your work. Maybe you don't get that out of, out of society itself. But we highly esteem you today. And we thank you for being the women of God. We thank you. And we need you. We need you to continue to be that woman of God. Children, we can begin to look at scriptures. And what did it say? We all talk about, you know, obey your father and your mother. Right, absolutely. Children were expected to obey and hold their mother in high regard and high esteem. Now, some of you know that I was born in upstate New York, and then we moved to North Carolina, and there's a different culture within North Carolina. And there were times where, you know, even through... uh, through a, the black culture, you can see athletes on television. They're like, I say hi to my mama. It's true. I mean, you could talk anything about them, but don't say nothing about their mama. It's true. It's a fact. I'm not, you know, saying anything racist or prejudiced towards whites and blacks, but it's very true. And Shelly was like, is that really how it is? It's like, yeah, you know, I, I was... When I was in high school, I was raised in, around, you know, the black culture, and they truly, highly esteemed their mother. I mean, you can, see, uh, you can see times where, you know, I had a real good friend of mine, and he was six foot four and big husky black guy, and, but his mama come in, and she grabbed him by the ear. You know, we were in high school, and she's like, you are not going to do that. You know what I mean? And I'm thinking, here's this five foot one woman, you know what I mean? Taking that child with a six foot four big guy, you know, 245 pounds, and he would actually do whatever his mama said. And I was thinking, I want some of that power, you know? <laughs> it was like, that's amazing. Because they highly esteem their mother. They highly esteem. You can see time and time again, whether it's in a black culture or any other culture, to where the mother is highly esteemed, and whatever that mother says goes. I told you to sit down. Boom, I'm sit down. <laughs> I told you to stand up, get up. I told you to get over here. I was like, I'm right here right now. And it wasn't about control. But what it was is sometimes in some cultures, the mother was raising the children without the father in the home. Or even if the father was in the home, he was an absentee father. And there's times where that's the case. Guys, we went, we're working so hard, we're trying to make a living, we're trying to do some things, and we might be absentee within the home. Praise God for the mother's and we honor the mothers today. Hallelujah. So one of, the, one of the things that I want to share with you too. Here we go. Mothers are important. We love moms. Say, I love moms. Come on, say, I love moms. You wouldn't be here without your mama. <laughs> you wouldn't be here without your mother. 
I've made a list of some things. Because without Eve, Cain, Abel, and Seth wouldn't have come forth. Without Sarah, we wouldn't have an Isaac. Without Rebecca, we wouldn't have a Jacob. Without Rachel, we wouldn't have a Joseph. And without Joseph, we wouldn't have the nation of Israel. All from a mama. All from a mama. And we can continue to look at some things because I was thinking about when Hannah was in the, in the temple and she was praying to the Lord. And without Hannah, we wouldn't have a Samuel. And the prophet Samuel brought guidance and direction to the nation of Israel. Not only that, without Bathsheba, we wouldn't have Solomon. And see, all the time we think, well, Bathsheba sinned, she got in sin. Without her, we wouldn't have Solomon. Without Elizabeth, we wouldn't have John the Baptist. And I think about when the mothers got together. Mary came to visit Elizabeth. And the Bible said, in the womb, they leapt. In the womb, there was a spiritual connection that took place there. In the womb, they were filled with the Spirit of God. So without Elizabeth, we wouldn't have John the Baptist. And what's the big deal about John the Baptist? He came declaring the way, that there's another one coming, the Messiah's coming. I thought about the scriptures that we read. Without Lois, we wouldn't have Eunice. And without Eunice, we wouldn't have Timothy. Praise the Lord for mothers. We honor you today. Most importantly, without Mary, we wouldn't have Ponder that in your heart. So God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That's what our father did. But he brought Mary to a place where she said, whatever you want to do, Lord, it's, it's fine with me. And she took, because of the shame and the guilt and all this other stuff, she overcame all of that. And the spirit of the living God was birthed through Mary. Are you with me? And Jesus was brought on the scene by Mary. That's the mother's love. So how is that pretty important for moms? Last thing, and we're going to have the kids come in and they're going to honor you today. They're going to bless you today. I want to talk a little bit about, um, I love mom, but turn with me to 1 John chapter 4. I want us to read some scriptures. 1 John chapter 4. Say, I love mothers, but mothers aren't the ultimate thing. Our Father, God in heaven, is the ultimate thing. So John, 1 John, 1 John, 1 John, chapter 4. If you got your Bibles, turn with me. I'm just going to read through verses 1 through 21. 1 John, chapter 4. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. Because many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this you know the spirit of God and every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh from God. And every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not, part, not from God. This is the spirit of Antichrist, for which you have heard and it is coming. 
and now it already is in the world. Proper context, it was back then when this was written. And it was already in the world then. You are from God, little children, and you have overcome them because we love the scripture, don't we? Greater is he that is in you than he who is in the world. They are from the world, and therefore they speak as from the world, and the world listens to them. We are from God. He who knows God listens to us, and he who is not from God does not listen to us. By this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. In verse 7, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God. And everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. There are times when I look at the mother and the mother's day, and this is a day to honor you, and other, court, other cultures don't have this day. But I believe this day was brought forth because of Christian values. This day was brought forth because of moral values and the honor that should be placed on mothers. And there's times where I look at that and I think how mothers have such a tremendous amount of love to give. And we know that there's an endless supply, but with us guys, sometimes we can be real easy to cut people off. Maybe I'm just talking to myself. But it's amazing to watch the love of the mother. And even as I read through, I mean the love, when you, when you look at the love of the mother throughout the Bible, it, it is actually a picture of the love of God for us. So I love mothers, but how many of you know I love God? And I want to be able to love like God. I want to be able to love like mothers, but I want to be able to love like God. And I believe the mothers have such a connection there. That's why, ladies, sometimes, that's why you're more spiritual than we are. I mean, there is a love that's there. When you talk about giving birth to something, guys, we don't understand that. Hello? We've been in there and been told to get out. Or <laughs> We've been in there and it's like, you know, look, this is just too much for me. I think I'll go out there. <laughs> Shelly watches the baby shows and I'm like, I can't handle that. But it's a great miracle that takes place in the birth that comes forth, in the love that happens that a, that a, that a mother carries this child and then gives birth to that child and then goes through all of the pain and the agony and then that little bundle comes out and it's like, Forget the pain and the agony. There's that love that comes. And it actually goes to another level. Even as guys, as us, as when, when you have a child, it's, it's a total different love. I remember when I was a little bit younger, didn't have any children, and I would meet somebody, and they would go, Oh, I had our first baby. I mean, she was just such a blessing, and we just so greatly love her. I mean, it's just so deep, and you're going, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you go away and they're showing you pictures and everything else. And you're thinking, yeah, yeah. And you're going away and you're going, ah, that's, that's nice. And you think you have love. We think we do. At that time, we can love, but maybe our love is conditional. Or maybe not, maybe not you know, the way God wants us to love. But we think it's love. And then when you have your child, and little Cade Marlette comes out, are you with me? It goes to another level. Do you know what I'm talking about? 
with fathers, it goes to another level. And mothers, it's always seemed to have been there. And I don't know, maybe it's because of the nine months that they, you know, they carry that child. But it's, it seems that, that love is just so much greater. And I thought I could love like God could love until I got a grandchild. I, I, I would hear grandparents talk about their grandkids. And I'm thinking, I'm just trying to get mine through diapers. You know what I mean? And they're talking about how they love them grandkids and grandbabies. And they're just the light of their world. And I'm thinking, yeah, 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 let's get them through high school. And then you have a grandchild. And some of you that don't have grandchildren, you haven't experienced it yet. And it's okay that you haven't experienced it. But when you get the opportunity to experience it, man, it's something else. Because my heart is so deep, even for my grandchildren, that we would do anything. Are y'all getting the love of the Father? We would do anything for our children or grandchildren. Well, don't you mess with my kid now. You'll go up against a six, five foot three, you'll go up against a six foot four any minute, any day to be messing with their kids. Right? It's like, who you think you are? You better back off. You're like, give me a five two. What are you gonna do? Find out. The love that God has for us is even greater depth than that. Verse 8. The one who does not love does not know God, for God is love. Say that with me. God is love. Let's say it again. God is love. By this, the love of God was manifested in us, that God sent his only begotten son into the world, that we might live through him. In in this is love, not that we loved God, but what? That he sent his son to be a propitiation, propitiation for our sins. Verse 11 says, Beloved, if God so loved us, then we ought to love one another. No one has seen God at any time. And if we love one another, God abides in us and his love is perfected in us. By this, we know that we abide in him and he in us because he has given us his spirit. We have seen and testified to the Father that the sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him. That's a, this is a scripture of salvation. We talk about Romans 10, 9, and 10. But this is also a, a, a confession that if you know anybody or if you're in here today and you don't have this relationship with God, that you confess Jesus as Lord and Savior that he sent his son, that he loved us so much that he sent his son. And God abides in him and he in God. We have come to know and have believed that the love which God has for us, God is love. There it is again. And the one who abides in love abides in God. God abides in him. In other words, I'm in him and he's in me and me and him and I'm in him and he's in me and we're just kind of intertwined. There's some things just going on. We're just all abiding in love. That's really what it is. I don't mean to be this off-colored, but it's an intimacy. And guys, we have sometimes we have trouble with intimacy. And women, however, they're more intimate beings. 
But it's an intimacy that God is talking about, that he loves us so much that he was willing to send his son to die for us, to be rose again on the third day, and to be seated at the right hand of the Father, that it was a way that he loved us so much that he was able to connect us back with the things of God. By this, love is perfected with us so that we may have confidence in the day of judgment because he is, so also we are in this world. There is no fear in love. We try to cast out fear. Love casts out fear. Perfect love casts out fear because fear involves punishment and the one who fears is not perfected in love. We love because he first loved us. I don't have it within me to love to the magnitude and the depth that that mother's love, that God's love for us, that he gave up his son to say, look, I'm going to make an atonement for this once and for all. I don't have it in me to love. But when I got a relationship with Christ, That somebody would love me so much. Me. Look, I'm a knothead. And I was a knothead a long time ago when I was pretty good for the enemy. But when I found out the intimate love that my father had for me, that when I came to him, that that love began to now come into my heart. And ladies... Mothers, they love. And I want that same love, don't you? I want that same love, and it only comes through Jesus Christ. We love because he first loved us. Verse 20, if someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he's a liar. For the one who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he's not seen. Wow. And this commandment we have from him, that the one who loves God should love his brother also. Jesus said it this way, love your neighbor as yourself. Scripture says, you take care of your body. You wash it, clean it, take care of it. And as a man loves himself, loves his body, he also loves God. So when you look at things with the ladies, with mothers today, there is a great love that's there. And that love is so deep, that love is so unconditional that I've seen people in prison for 20 years, 30 years, their life, and their mom still come every other weekend when they can be there. A lot of times you don't see the father, but you'll see the mother. And the mother's there. I want us to love and to honor the mother here today. So what we've had the opportunity to do is is we've got a gift for you. I just am waiting on the kids to come in because we love and honor you today. Can we just stand a moment? What would we do without them? Where would we be without them? God, I thank you for their great love that they give us. Thank you, Lord, that they are respected even though we may not have told them. Let them know how respected and honored they are.
Thank you, Lord, that there are blessings in our lives, and we thank you for the blessings. Sometimes we may not even be able to see that they're a blessing, and we begin to look at it differently today. God bless every one of the mothers here today. In Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. You can be